Join Rabbi Ari Shishler for some fresh thinking every Thursday from 2 to 3 p.m. 101.9 High FM, 101.9 megahertz of power. Very warm welcome to you. Good afternoon. It's Thursday. It is already another Thursday. And just when you thought that the year was crawling to a start, here it is wrapping up already the first month of the year. I mean, that's it. Before you turn around, we're already down the road. Talking today about, well, it's fresh thinking, and as always, I'm inviting your perspectives, your insights, your thoughts. I was thinking a lot about personal growth. I mean, I think about it a lot of the time, probably because it's a lot of my job, a lot of my responsibility. That's what rabbis are supposed to do. They're supposed to work on their own personal growth. They're supposed to uh, guide, teach, coach, help, assist other people in their pursuit of personal growth and Judaism is very much about personal growth not simply in the secular context but in a very broad context spiritual growth uh, soul growth social growth all that kind of thing so often I, I, I often I'm th- I think about personal growth and was chatting to somebody earlier and the conversation was about exactly that and Earlier this week, not earlier today, earlier this week I was talking to somebody and we came across a particular, well we got into a particular conversation around uh, around personal growth and we were trying to work out if in the 21st century, if the average person today is more engaged or more focused and more successful in terms of personal growth or perhaps if you had to go back a 100 years or maybe even 50 years, were people then more or less growing than we are? Meaning to say, I think personal growth has always been a quest of human beings, or certainly of a segment of the human population. It's definitely always been part and basel of Judaism. So we were just talking about this, uh, throwing it about whether or not today our society lends itself more to personal growth or possibly less to personal growth. And... I'd be interested to hear what it is that you think about that that will lead us into the primary conversation that I'd like to have with you today. Unless, of course, this becomes our primary conversation because that's how it is. At any time, you're welcome to steer the conversation and to bring a fresh perspective because that is what we're trying to do, fresh thinking. And if you're dealing with fresh thinking, you have to expect the unexpected. So, uh, 34519, if you'd like to SMS and weigh in on that question of whether today people are more open to or more inclined to personal growth than in days gone by and why would you say that's the case or vice versa would you say that we are less open to personal growth in today's world and motivate for that why would that be the case so you can sms 34519 you could whatsapp on 0618951019 that's 0618951019 and of course as always and anybody who's familiar with the fresh thinking experience you'll know that there's a lot of social media interaction so you can tweet at Chai FM. You can tweet me directly at Rabbi Shish. Uh, one of the reasons that we were thinking about uh, today's world perhaps being less inclined to personal growth, and I, I think some people would disagree vehemently with that. I'm absolutely certain that there are people who dig their heels in and say that we are a very enlightened generation and we have access to information, insight, books, videos, downloads, websites, courses, gurus, which allow us the opportunity for Tremendous self-growth 
personally, I think one of the reasons we might not be as into self-growth as previous times might be because we are much we we feel a lot more entitled you know recently i saw a, a cartoon that was doing the rounds and in the cartoon there were two pictures and they weren't extremely graphic of what they were trying to represent but the one picture was a a, a guy wearing an, a military uniform and the the caption was that he's off to fight the battlefront doesn't know if he'll ever see his family again doesn't know if any of his friends will be coming back from the front there's tremendous concern and he says i'm stressed and then the next picture was somebody who says and of course they were each dated someone who says somebody has offended my value system I am stressed. So that gives you a little bit of an insight into one of the differences. There are many differences, obviously. You have to expect that there are major generational differences. But we do have this certain sense of entitlement that is very common in today's world. And with a sense of entitlement, there is typically, in in my view at least, there's typically less inclination to want to grow. There's less inclination to want to work on yourself because if you feel that the world is owing you something, then you tend to feel that the world needs to work work on itself. They've got to get over those prejudices. They've got to get over archaic, outdated thinking, and they have to be ready to accept me for who I am, which is possibly true, but it doesn't necessarily help you in your quest for personal growth. As long as a person has the opportunity to point a finger, outsource, indicate that somebody else is the one who is responsible for my personal growth, well then, uh, why should I have to do anything? So you could blame the system, you could blame the upbringing, family, parents, schooling, circumstance, country, the government that is in power, the government that should have been in power, the uh, the climate, the the rand, whatever it is, uh, you know, we very we are very good, and it must be part of the human condition, we are very good at outsourcing the cause of our own stagnation. So that's one of the reasons that I think it is possible that in today's world people are less inclined to meaningful spiritual or personal growth than they were in previous times. I think in previous times people realized that if anything's going to happen, it's going to rely on me. I'm going to have to get up and be proactive and do things. If you were, for example, a subsistence farmer, then you knew absolutely that unless you're up in the morning tilling your field, making sure that you have a water source, then you were going to go hungry. So you had no choice. Nobody else was going to provide it for you. There was no welfare system to rely upon or no microwave that you could just pop something into. Uh, There was an understanding that things do not happen spontaneously. But somehow, I think in today's world, there is an expectation that things happen spontaneously by osmosis. Uh, If I tune into the right TV channel and I get those positive vibes from that particular person who's this guru on personal relationships or social connection or personal growth or whatever, it will just come into my system and 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 I'll be that person too, which of course doesn't happen in the real world might happen on the screen does not happen in the real world so that was a conversation that we had the other day about personal growth and i i do feel uh, i don't have research statistics to back it up but i do feel that there might be less inclination to invest in personal growth today than there might have been 50 or 100 years ago and like i say you may have a different view on that. Now, what that leads me to is I think all of us, whether we feel inclined, whether we feel invested, all of us recognize to some or another degree that there's a need for personal growth. It's just 
blurry when we have to define what personal growth means. Unfortunately, there are times where people choose an area of personal growth that is not necessarily meaningful in the bigger picture. And then we think, but I am growing. Look how much I have improved since this time last year. When it comes to real personal growth, which I do believe is something that we all think about, if not frequently, occasionally. When it comes to real personal growth, what are the most common or what are the greatest roadblocks that people experience that would stop them from personal growth. And really, I'd like to hear your views on that because I'm sure different people have different insights and as a result of different experiences. What would you say are the most prevalent roadblocks to personal growth? 34519, if you'd like to SMS your views, you can WhatsApp your thoughts to 0618951019 or just tweet at FM or at Rabbi Shish. Join Rabbi Ari Shishler for some fresh thinking every Thursday from 2 to 3 p.m. 101.9 High FM, 101.9 megahertz of power. So we're talking today about personal growth. I mean, the truth of the matter is we really usually talk about personal growth. It's just a question of... Um, which element or angle or perspective do we happen to be talking about today? The angle is what would you say are the most common or the greatest impediments, roadblocks, interferences that stop people from personal growth? And I, I'm pretty sure that different people have obviously different experiences and based on your experience you would define it differently. But it is important because just as important as it is for a person to be motivated to want to grow and to want to change and to want to develop themselves, it's equally important to know what you're up against. And if you have a clear picture, you know what to expect, you know what is common or you know what is common for you, well, that surely goes a long way to helping to Overcome it. There's an expression we have in Torah, which is knowing the illness is already half the cure. If you don't know what the problem is, how can you hope to solve it? So it's really important for us. What are those roadblocks? Somebody who wants to grow, somebody who wants to develop themselves. What are the roadblocks to personal growth? We have uh, Danny on Twitter saying, others putting you down. So I wonder about that uh, as, a, an, as an impediment to personal growth, other people putting you down. Is part of personal growth not in itself getting to the point where what others do, say, think, accuse, finger point isn't relevant anymore? So it's an interesting one because if other people putting you down is an impediment to personal growth and part of personal growth is to become immune to those put downs, you could be just a little bit stuck. And let's unpack that for a moment. Why is it that other people could have that power over you? Why is it that other people's opinions could stymie you and, and, and stop you in your tracks like that? Why? What is it? And probably... Tell me if you think differently. Probably one of the reasons that other people putting us down stops us in our tracks is because we're not that confident ourselves. If you're confident about something, if you know where you're headed, you know what you have to do, you know the steps that you have to take, and you believe that you will succeed, then it's not so easy for somebody to 
put you down. It's not so easy for somebody to derail you because you know where you're going. Look at successful people, and you very often see that. I mean, how many naysayers did they all have? Uh, whether it was success in business or whether it was success on the silver screen or whether it was success in politics or whether it was success in a humanitarian movement or whatever it might be. There are so many people who will tell you that the path to their success had to happen despite people around them being cynical, negative, pessimistic, putting them down. So question then is um what's what's the issue if you if we get to the core of the issue of why other people putting me down is what stops me if that's the roadblock if i can understand it maybe then i can work on it and let's let's use an example that i think we could all relate to personal growth in a Jewish context, a lot of our personal growth has to do with our Judaism. So, yes, of course, it can't separate and, and it should never separate. You should never see religious growth as independent of personal growth. It should never be that way. So if you're growing in your religious observance, but somehow you're stagnant in your personal growth, meaning to say how you treat other people, how you control your own impulsive side, etc., well, then you have to question if religious growth is, in fact, growth, in fact, personal growth. Maybe what you're doing is you're just conforming to a particular group within society and that's how you get accepted into this club. You've got to wear those clothes and sway in that particular rhythm when you pray and use that book and use the, those those words and, and then you're accepted into the society. So uh, what's so a lot of Jewish growth from a Jewish perspective a lot of personal growth has to do with our Judaism and when it comes to keeping and observing Judaism it is so common to have other people put us down and we'll probably get it like a sandwich from two different sides let's use the example let's say that somebody grew up in an environment where they were not observant and now they've reached a stage in their life where they decide to become observant so they decide that they want to start keeping Shabbos and going kosher and studying Torah and wearing different clothing and not eating here's where it starts to get contentious not necessarily eating at the same people that they used to eat at not hanging out necessarily with the same old friends and they're all layers of things that happen in the process of a person going on the observance path. Doubtless, there, there are all kinds of put-downs along the way. And the first put-downs will be from the people who know you, people who've always known you, people who know how much you were not the observant type, because that's often what happens, right? People box you in and they say, well, at least likely, you know, like they're doing those school yearbooks, at least likely to succeed, least likely to become from... And then you defy them and, and you actually become from. You can expect that there'll be a lot of put-downs. There would be. Uh, why do you have to be like that? We're living in the 21st century and that's so archaic. Do you really want your life to be so regulated? We know who you really are and we know that this is not the kind of life that you enjoy. You are losing your personality. You've surrendered yourself to some kind of group think. Or... How could you do this to the family? We always do Saturday nights at Steers, and now you're turning your back on the family. Or uh, 
we know how you have these fly-by-night excitements, inspirations, and they all wear off. It's not going to last either. It's a passing phase. That's the fad of today. Come back in five years' time, and we'll all be sitting around again at the Ocean Basket, or whatever it is. So it's quite normal for a person to get put down. Here's somebody who's trying to grow. Trying to develop themselves, trying to move in a positive direction, get in touch with their own soul, get in touch with their heritage, get in touch with their God. And yes, absolutely it is possible for the put downs to get in their way and to, to completely freeze them. That's on the one side of the sandwich. And then you have the other side of the sandwich, and that's the put-downs of the people who are already at the level you want to get to. So they are the from-from-birth people. They are the people who this comes naturally to them. They can glide through a piece of davening as if it's butter melting on a hot knife. They have no issue. They know all the customs. They don't have to worry about when you stand and sit in shul. They don't make those mistakes using the wrong Yiddish word to refer to particular. Uh, reference and then they look down they know, I'm not saying it happens all the time but it does happen sometimes sometimes you get to put downs from that side oh, oh listen you're not holding there yet or you're going too quickly don't jump into the Yiddishkeit you're not ready for it yet or uh, wow did you hear how that person reads shocking absolutely terrible they, they've obviously never studied Hebrew before in their lives or the person looks down at you and says, do you really think that you're as from as you make up? You're new to this. We've been in the game for a long time. And even if people don't necessarily say it in as many words, sometimes you get the feeling that they just look at you that way at shul and they're already saying it. So, yes, people putting you down could be a tremendous impediment to personal growth. The question is, what would you do about it? How would you overcome it? I've alluded to the fact that I think when people's put downs really get to you, one of the reasons, not necessarily the only reason, is a lack of your own confidence. Because why else would you take their opinion? If some crazy person on the side of the road who is homeless and has brain damage would put you down, you wouldn't, you'd brush it off and keep going. So there's a reason that these put downs uh, get inside your head. And that reason is because you may feel some kind of vulnerability of your own. If you've just joined us, 2.30, we're uh, halfway to the hour. It's fresh thinking. You are with Rabbi Shishla talking today about personal growth and more specifically about what are the most common roadblocks, what are the most common impediments to personal growth. I'd like to believe that we all hope for personal growth or aspire towards personal growth. And for that reason, it's worthwhile while to know what could get in the way what do you think what are the great impediments to personal growth in your experience your observation three four five one nine if you would like to sms otherwise whatsapp oh six one eight nine five one oh one nine and you can tweet as uh, shmuli has done on uh, at well he's tweeted at high fm and at rabbi shish shmuli says that the greatest impediment to personal growth is leaving one's comfort zone. Interesting, because Danny's comment was that it's other people putting you down, so that implies that the the roadblock is external. And Shwili says that it's internal, that the ultimate is leaving your own comfort zone. And how does a person get to leave their comfort zone? Nobody can really drag you out of your comfort zone, although, admittedly, there could be a catalyst 
either positive or, God forbid, sometimes negative that happens in a person's life. And that catalyst might be what pulls you out of the comfort zone. So, yes, being comfortable. In other words, not feeling that there's an urgent need for personal growth. That would be a huge impediment and probably one that infects a whole lot of us in today's world. Because while we might be hungry for success in certain areas of life, a lot of it being financial. There's a tremendous appetite for financial success. There is far less appetite for the hard work of personal growth, of internal transformation. So to say that uh, getting out of your comfort zone could be a very big or perhaps the biggest impediment, I, I definitely would agree with that. I think there's tremendous um Tremendous value in that. Another tweet from Ruvain saying that the greatest impediment is self-doubt. Well, yes, that's very much in line with what I was just saying about other people putting you down. If you have self-doubt, well, then the slightest provocation, the slightest criticism, the slightest cynicism would be something that could really, really get you down. And we're told, I mean, if you look, just to borrow something from the Torah reading that we'll be reading this week, we're taught in this week's Torah reading that the arch enemy of the Jewish people was a nation called Amalek. We've spoken about it numerous times, actually, on this show. And Amalek represents, amongst other things, doubt. Because if you're not sure, if you don't have the confidence about where it is that you should be going, it's really easy to distract you from it. Watch a child. And if a child has their eye on a sucker or they have their eye on a toy, watch how they will just go. And perhaps other people will try to distract them and dissuade them. They will go. Anybody knows this from a child who's nagged. Yes, you're a parent. You know what it's like when your child nags you and you try to dissuade and you try to threaten and you try to distract and all the other things that are supposedly going to diffuse the nagging. And it doesn't stop. Why? Because the child has no doubt about what they want. When a child sees an attractive toy, there is no question in their mind that that's what they want. Same thing for a good sugary sweet. They know that that's what they want. They don't have any questions about it. You have questions. You have doubt. That's why they'll beat you at getting it because you're not sure if it's appropriate to discipline your child or if maybe this is the time that you should let the child have a little bit of leeway because they behaved nicely and maybe it's time to give them something so there you go you are wavering they are focused who's going to win that battle so self-doubt definitely a very strong impediment to personal growth that means to say that if we want to grow it's going to be critical for us to have a clarity of what growth means, how we get there, what are some of the steps. I don't believe that we have to know all of the steps because the reality of personal growth is often you take a few of the steps and from that itself you learn some of the remaining steps. So we don't have to have all the answers, but you do have to have a clear goal and a clear vision. If you know where you're going, as the old Johnny Walker ad says, the rest of the world will step aside. So, one of our great impediments before we talk about self-doubt and people putting us down and in addition to what Shmuley said that it is a um, the, the, the reticence we don't want to leave our comfort zone probably one of the biggest impediments to self-growth is not really knowing what the objective is so ask most people of course of course I definitely want to improve myself I definitely want to grow they may even be more specific than that they may say I'd like to grow in terms of character I'd like to be more patient and tolerant or I'd like to be more disciplined and focused 
Or it might be I'd like to be more spiritual I'd like to connect more with God I'd like to meditate further Be a better parent I don't know, fill it in There are so many permutations Of what it means to engage in self-growth But that not one of those Is necessarily a clear vision Oh, I want to be a better parent Thank you very much You know what's going to happen This time next year You're going to be saying I want to be a better parent In exactly the same way As the person who says I need to go to shul more Okay, maybe that's a little bit more specific because you know exactly what it is that you want to do. It's kind of a clear objective. But unfortunately, we know very often that that doesn't happen uh, for all kinds of reasons. But if you don't have an objective, if it's not clear what self-growth means, then obviously you'll have self-doubt. So I think one of the important things that we need to learn over here or, uh, or conclude over here is there has to be a clarity of vision. There, there needs to be a trajectory. There needs to be a path. And that path is non-negotiable. This is what I'm doing, and I'm going to keep going until I achieve it. That person's not going to be dissuaded by put-downs. They might still be annoyed, even upset, and maybe angry, but not necessarily dissuaded. That's the kind of person who's not going to have the problem of self-doubt, because self-doubt comes from being, I don't know if this is what I should be doing, whereas a person who is confident knows that that's what they should be doing and so they chase it and so they pursue it so those are very very interesting now i've got another one over here comment from timoru says that the impediment to self-growth is being too self-critical some people might argue the exact opposite some people might argue and especially talking of the 21st century that maybe we're too self-tolerant we allow ourselves to get away with so many things that we know that we shouldn't. It is interesting then that somebody should say the greatest impediment to self-growth is being too self-critical. Yet, I, I actually agree with that point. Self-critical could mean a whole lot of things, right? You'd be too critical of yourself because you could say, my goals are unrealistic. That's self-criticism. Or you could say, I know that I fail at those things that I dream of achieving. Unfortunately, for many, many people, that's a reality. But I took a resolution, but I had a self-development plan, but I had a goal. And it was great for two days, three months, a year. And then X catalyst came in and wrecked the whole thing. And now I'm not as good and not as focused. And the truth of the matter is I'm floundering a little bit. And the truth is it's happened to me numerous times before. So I don't think necessarily that I could do this again. I am critical of myself letting myself down. And those are very toxic but powerful Impediments to self-growth. The moment a person gets to the point that they're too harsh on themselves, you have to not obviously tolerate wrong behavior or toxic behavior, but you do have to be able to cut yourself some slack and say, look, I don't always mess up. I don't always overshoot the, the mark. I don't always undertake and not, not follow through. Once uh, it's all about balance. It's a famous teaching from the uh, sixth, from the fifth Lubavitcher Rebbe, where he says that just as important as it is not to speak losh and horror about somebody else, it is just as important not to speak losh and horror about yourself. Now we all know you would not speak losh and horror about yourself to most people. Most of the time, if you speak losh and horror about yourself, you'd be speaking to yourself. Overcritical Self-criticism is not inherently bad If it's balanced But when it becomes overcritical That's definitely damaging No person is going to be motivated To move forward, to, to, to go, to achieve, to do 
if they feel that they're whatever their particular self-criticism is a failure disinterested um it's a, a dreamer what, whatever the particular case might be there's also another saying from the fifth lubavitcher Rebbe, and that is just as important as it is to know your faults it is equally important to know your strengths so you can't grow and develop yourself only knowing the holes in your personality that need to be filled, the parts that need to develop and grow, you just as importantly have to know what you have in your arsenal to help you to grow. Your thoughts, what would you say are the greatest or is the greatest impediment to self-growth? 34519 by SMS, otherwise 0618951019 by WhatsApp or tweet us at Chayef and you can tweet me directly at Rabbi Shish. Join Rabbi Ari Shishler for some fresh thinking every Thursday from 2 to 3 p.m. 101.9 High FM, 101.9 megahertz of power. Oh, so things are starting to uh, heat up over here a little bit. We're talking today about self-growth and we're talking about what would you say are the great roadblocks or the single great roadblock to personal growth. And uh, some interesting comments, some of them a little bit close to home. Well, I suppose uh, as South Africans, not necessarily as people living in Joe. We're going to really interesting one here from Alan, which I want to share with you. But before Alan, uh, here's one from Bronwyn says, right now, how the government is not sorting out the Cape Town issue pronto and not informing citizens of how it has the situation under control. So that's interesting that uh, I, I can understand it. I can hear it, that something which is uh, local and affects you directly could be an impediment to personal growth because you're too busy worrying about where are you going to get water from. So, yeah, definitely hear that. Again, external factors. How often is it external and how often is it internal factors that are the things that get in the way of us growing? Alan said, and this was literally moments after I mentioned it uh, about having a goal, knowing what it is, Alan, what it is that you want to achieve with your personal growth. Alan says, I'm not sure exactly what Alan does, but he says, with 95% of my clients, it's a lack of long-term goal coupled with several attainable short-term goals. And that's really, really well said. I think the long-term goal is sometimes even more important than the short-term attainables. You have to have the short-term attainables, otherwise you'll never get to the long-term. If you don't feel victory, you have nothing that prompts you to want to move forward. But if you don't know where forward is, it's really difficult. As Yogi Berra used to say, if you don't know where you're going, you'll probably land up somewhere else. So yes, you've got to have a goal. You've got to have an impediment. An impediment. I'm sorry. You've got to have an imperative. You've got to have something which drives you. And I think it's important that that goal should not be necessarily something that you hatch in your own head and leave it at that. You've got to bounce it off somebody who you consider a mentor. You've got to look into our sources. Judaism gives us a roadmap. That's what it's there for to teach us how to live the life that we're supposed to live. So don't necessarily plot that graph in isolation. And you'll be surprised, by the way, because those things that are 
spoken about in Torah in terms of what we're supposed to do to grow, to grow spiritually, to grow personally, to grow, grow socially. Those things all come with backup, hey? Remember, if God tells you to do it, that means that He's somehow empowered you to be able to do it. And, and that, that talks straight to the core of this issue of put downs. What do I care what anybody else thinks about my objective? If I know that I've got Hashem's buy-in to that objective, then their opinion doesn't count. Same thing with self-doubt. Why should I question myself? Yes, if it was up to me, if it was just up to me, then I could possibly let myself down. But as the Talmud says, that if a person looks to purify, which is a broad term for any kind of self-improvement, spiritual self-improvement, I'm not just talking about beating the time that you that you could run a marathon or uh, or, or the, you know how many hot dogs you could squ- swallow in an hour, even though maybe some people would think that that's also considered self-growth. No, we're talking somebody comes to bring added purity to the world, God helps you. So sh- that should help us with self-doubt. I-, I only have self-doubt if I'm not sure that I'm capable of doing something, but the moment I recognize that what I'm supposed to be doing is what was ordained, then it's not all in my hands. Uh, here's an interesting one from uh, Nastasia says, One of the greatest impediments to personal growth is not giving time its own time, allowing yourself to move at your own pace and being kind to yourself. So that's a little similar to what I said before about uh, Timora's comment, being too self-critical and the importance of cutting yourself some slack. You've got to just be careful, I think, when you tell people to be kind to themselves. Not because it's wrong, but more because of the way, unfortunately, people reinterpret things to suit their own reality. So instead of people saying, yes, I've got to be kind to myself and therefore I shouldn't bash myself over my failures, people often say I've got to be kind to myself and therefore I should have another chocolate, curl up in bed and watch my favorite TV show. So we've got to be cautious with that one but uh, I don't disagree with it here's Linda on Twitter saying the greatest impediment to personal growth is social media well isn't that an irony to get that on Twitter but uh, it's definitely see the point um, the whole hub of self growth is that you're supposed to move from where you are outside of as Shmuley said before your comfort zone and one of the great things of social media or technology at large is essentially to bring the world into my comfort zone so that could be a very serious impediment Impediment. It could. Absolutely. Some very interesting insight, I must say. It's one of the things that's wonderful about this show is that people give insight that is interesting, diverse, and relevant. You know, often people wax lyrical about all kinds of things that are not necessarily relevant. So it's good to have something which is relevant. Here's Maureen. Maureen says, the greatest impediment to self-growth is comparing yourself to others. I think that fits into the same genre. Correct me if you disagree. I think it fits into the same genre as others putting you down or self-doubt. It all comes from the same source. It's all a matter of, I'm not confident enough in me and my path. We've spoken of you. A number of people have mentioned it about not being too harsh on yourself. Well, that's also part of having the confidence. I can do this. I can uh, achieve. I can succeed. So... Confidence should never come from ego. There's a, a message over here from Greg, and Greg says one word as the impediment to personal growth. He says arrogance, and wow, does that hit the nail on the head? Because 
on one extreme, lack of self-confidence is an impediment to self-growth. And on the other extreme, arrogance is just as much, maybe even more of an impediment because the arrogant person sees no need for self-growth. Do you know who I am? Do you recognize how much I have improved this particular version of me? In fact, other people out there wish they could be like, you know, like that kind of thinking. And then before you know it, that person is not only closed to personal growth but then they become the ones who put other people down and they become part of the toxic side of the system so confidence and ego or i should say confidence and arrogance are not synonymous and we've got to be careful with that one too so i'm glad greg brought that up because you don't want arrogance to get in the way of growth just like you don't want self-doubt to get in the way of growth I think if you had to look, and there's a, there's a few others that have come through, which perhaps I'll share with you in a moment, but I think if you had to look at people who you know, and if you had to look at history, you'll see that all of these things that we've mentioned over here today, self-doubt, allowing other people's cynicism or negativity to get to you, uh, being stuck in a comfort zone, arrogance, uh, the sense of not having a goal and not knowing where you should go, you could probably identify in everybody who you know, you could identify people, of course it's most important to identify in yourself, who suffer from one or many of those symptoms. But if you had to look through our history, you'll find, and that's what's fascinating about Torah, is that everything that you need to know about life has been told in those stories. You'll see that it tackles all of those things. We have stories of self-doubt and how that precluded self-growth. We have stories of arrogance. We have stories of people who were self-conscious about what others thought. We have stories of people who lacked self-confidence. Go through the Tanakh and you will literally, you can take the personalities, the famous stories that you know, and you can literally categorize them into all of these categories and we'll get all the lessons that we know. I'm pretty convinced that we could do a course. It would probably run for weeks on end, going one by one through all the major stories in the Jewish Bible and you'd find how every single one of them would teach us where we could potentially, and for some of us it would be the thing that speaks to us practically, where we could fall down when it comes to personal growth. What would you say is the answer? So we've identified some of, not all of, the great impediments to personal growth. What would you say is the one magic wand, the one thing that could make personal growth succeed? Three four five one nine or WhatsApp oh six one eight nine five one zero one nine or tweet at Chayfem or at Rabashish. Join Rabbi Ari Shishler for some fresh thinking every Thursday from two to three p.m. One hundred one point nine High FM, one hundred one point nine megahertz of power. So, wrapping this one up, uh, talking about personal growth, something that is relevant, something that is part of our lives all the time, like it or not. So, what are the big impediments? We've seen a whole lot of different people suggesting all different things. And by the way, I haven't even shared all of them with you. There are a lot of messages coming through over here, and there's a little bit of uh, editing that I guess I have to do because, uh, you know, can't can't include every single uh, perspective, especially since a whole bunch of them are essentially saying the same thing in different words so what's the what's the answer we all want to achieve personal growth and we all agree that there are some serious roadblocks so what's the silver bullet what's the one thing that you think would make the difference to me uh, it's it's direction so you need to know that where you're going is where you should be going and you need to know where you're going so very often people are all over the place. Well, I'd like to do this and I'd like to do this and it would be nice if I could improve this part of myself. 
and I really need to work on that part of myself and so on. It's all very nice. But then you machine gun and you don't laser focus, which is what is needed for self-growth. So to me, I think the silver bullet is to know where you should be going. And I say where you should be going because... Unfortunately, and somebody mentioned this earlier, let's see if I can find the message. Uh, somebody mentioned earlier that the great impediment to, in fact, it was more than one person who said it, about three people who said it in different words, that the uh, great impediment to personal growth is lack of insight into yourself. So obviously, if a person, if a person doesn't know what their strengths, weaknesses, what things they have to work on, well, then quite obviously, they're not going to get anywhere. So how do you get that insight into yourself? As, uh, as much as we don't like to admit it, a good portion of people don't have honest insight into themselves so uh, one comment over here is that's why you get married so that you have somebody else in your life who allows you to see the parts of yourself that you don't recognize necessarily are the areas that need renovation but the truth is there's another option as well we're told early on in the Mishnah very famous Mishnah in Prikavot says that you are required to appoint for yourself a mentor and by the way the word Rav doesn't just mean a mentor it implies a mentor with deep meaningful and um, broad comprehensive Jewish knowledge as a Jewish person if you want to have personal growth it cannot be divorced from Judaism. And unfortunately, most of us are too subjective to be able to see our way clear in terms of what we should be doing. So we need somebody else to help to guide us. And that person should be somebody who we respect, who respects us, somebody who is greater in knowledge, experience, and insight than we are. And then you've got to trust the system. You've got to trust that if that's God's system that you need to set goals with the guidance and insight of somebody with greater knowledge and, and, and experience and perhaps spirituality, then you have to trust that you do what you have to do and God will guide you to get to your objective. And that's where the confidence comes from. I worked out where I should be going because I had a Moses character in my life to tell me. I'm headed in that direction because Moses is endorsed by God. And should the biggest sea in the world appear to stand in my way, I'm going to keep going because I know that it will split open for the person who's walking in the path that Hashem intends for them to walk in. Thanks for all the insights. Um, Okay, another SMS. I can't do it now. We're, we're out of time. Chaim sends an SMS that says to do well with the aim of assisting other people. I'm not entirely sure if that was the answer, but I think that he was saying that's the goal to personal growth is do well with the aim of assisting other people. I think the silver bullet for personal growth is get involved with somebody who you respect, who has depth. Let them guide you and then head out with confidence and believe that Hashem helps those who embark on a journey of self-development. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Please, God, catch you on the airwaves this time next week.